All right, we're back. We're back at recording. Oh, I, don't know <laughs> I don't know what that is, but hey, y'all. This is Bree and Duffy, and we are back with Sidebar Josen. Hey, volume eight. I think this is our eighth episode. Oh, yeah, we've been at it for it a while. Been no eight. It has been eight episodes, dude. I lose count all the time. We are definitely out here recording and putting out products and doing the damn thing. Can I tell you what someone asked me? What? How many episodes are in a season? In a season? In a season. Of our podcast? Yep. Um, we have no seasons. Okay. We just be out here. So, <laughs> winging it. Winging it. But um, today we're going to talk about friends. Friends. How many of us have them? How many of us have them? <laughs> We're going to talk about friendships, acquaintances, um, former friends. We're just going to talk about friendships. benefits. Oh, that too. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to we're going to talk about all of that and probably um, get into some Kanye West madness to my absolute disgust. So, um, I'm actually excited to talk about this. Yeah. Bear with us, y'all. We're about to dive into this. All right, let's get started. So, let's talk about friends. Friendships. Make new friends. Making new friends. Do you remember that? Did they sing that to y'all in elementary school? No. What? Who? One is silver and the other is gold. No one has ever sang a song to me about friendship in elementary school. Nor was I made to sing a song about friendship. It is a beautiful song about making new friends. Oh. Silver shines, but gold does too. Keep them both and they'll shine for you. Girl, I went to Rudolph Mattis. I was out there in Metairie trying to survive. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. That's no. why you used to have like uh, singing in your curriculum. Anyways, friends, yes. Oh my goodness. So yeah, no friends. Why don't we start by defining what a friend is? What's your definition of a friend? Oh my gosh. Okay. A friend is someone that you can lean on. When you need advice, um, a friend is someone who's going to tell you the truth, even though you may not like it. A friend is someone that gives to you and you give back to them. So reciprocity is very important. Um, yeah, that's a friend. Okay. A friend is someone that you share, you have, you have similar qualities with. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Um, I think I would define friendship in the same way. Reciprocity is a really big thing. Connecting mm-hmm. with uh, each other um, with similar interests, that's a big thing. Um, I also would include um, being able to be like really vulnerable with that person. Yes. I think that that is something that a lot of friendships, um, that, you know, a lot of friendships may, it can make or break them, if you will. If something comes up that's not like, you know, hey, let's go out to the club or hey, something like something serious happens and you can't call that person to talk to them about it. Yeah. That definitely makes you question, you know, what what exactly is our level of friendship here? Or what, you know, what kind of bond do we have that I can't even talk to you about this? Or if they're is judgmental. It, is it that you can't talk to them? Oh, you can't talk to them in the sense that they don't yeah. have an understanding. Yeah, like there's like, I think with friendship, there is some level of empathy 
there is some level of being able to be vulnerable enough with that person that you can cry with them if it comes down to that. And I know, like, this is just talking about, like, in a situation in which something serious comes up or are you just going through something and you need a shoulder to lean on. Yeah. But it's more than, like, I guess I can put it like this. If you are telling someone something about yourself or something that's going on or whatever like that and it feels less like therapeutic or cathartic in a way and more like you spilling tea in a sense then it i think that that makes you think about like whether it's a friendship or more of an association yeah you know that that's a big thing you are onto something i feel like i am because i've had experiences with people where it's like i'll look through my phone contact list and Mm -hmm. be like i can't tell this to this person i can't tell this to this person i like no yeah. no because sometimes i do try and give my best friend a break <laughs> from mm-hmm. from listening to me about stuff but um yeah that's something that i've learned over time and how i have been able to refine my friendship list and yeah. who i've now relegated to the uh acquaintance list and who is also just not even an acquaintance <laughs> at this point uh, yeah i think that we're getting to such an age where we're like not even such an age. It's almost like our age as well as I think it has something to do with what we're doing in our lives. Mm-hmm. Like where we're, we only have a certain amount of time and we have to use that time wisely. Right. And we don't have time to waste. Right. And so we're like, is this person meaningful to me? Is this person meaningful to me? And how much time am I going to spend with them? Right. So like how we how we defined friendships when we were in first and second grade and how we define friendships now as women on the cusp of 30 it's mm-hmm. like day and night everybody was your friend when you were yes. little and now it's just like Mm-mm, i have three girls thanks yeah that's, that's about it and a lot of people judge me because i will say i have one two three four i have four best friends okay and people will judge me and they will say that's not a best friend if you have four of them they don't know you. They don't know your life. Thank you. <laughs> no, I mean, for real. Like, I have one person um, that I would say is, like, best, best, best friend. Like, who I consider, like, a sister. Yes. And we've been friends from the womb, basically. Yes. So, like, that, you know, that one person means that much to me and you can have four replications of that person yes, in your life i have life. two of those yeah i have two of since births mm-hmm. and then i have a since middle school mm-hmm. and then i have a since college right right and so like since even, grad school since grad school Coming along. yes in fact we should tell the people how we became friends how yes. did we become friends duffy <laughs> i thought that chanel was uh, a stuck up mean bitch. Can y'all believe that? I really did. What? She, she has resting bitch face like no other. Oh man, you know what? People, t- I, I don't even think I have she wasn't bitch feeling face. good though when I, I have, first met her though. Yeah, probably not. Probably was grumpy as shit. I have resting sad face. Yes, well, <laughs> I have resting no something well. is wrong face. You were definitely like so, yes, it was definitely like something is wrong. People in here stink. <laughs> What I, which I've learned is something that she thinks all the fucking time. I smell, I smell, I people, smell people all the time and it bothers me. She but. hates it. 
<laughs> but yeah, no, you know what? Like similarly, I was looking at um Duffy here and just thinking, oh man, she's probably not approachable. She looks like like in Mean Girls, was it the uh, was it the attractive, unfriendly black hotties or something oh my like gosh. that? And that's so weird to me because I don't see myself like that at all. And the same thing. Like, I think, I don't know. It's so weird because I've never heard anyone think that I was like that. But then I realized, too, that sometimes maybe my face does make me look unapproachable. I'm like, no fucking wonder no one talks to me. <laughs> I'm like, talk to me. I'm nice. Oh, my goodness. So I'm cool. I'm laid back. So once we once we um actually stopped looking at each other like um <laughs> who is this bitch? Who is this bitch? <laughs> we had to do a project in one of our classes and everybody else had basically teamed up and so we were like the last two left so it's like of course the two black girls got to go and work. Right. But there's more than there's more than us two black girls but of course we would get stuck together. And so um nah yeah we did a project um what was that for? What class was that? That was for psychometrics. Psychometrics. And testing, um, assessments. Testing and assessment. And Mm -hmm. um, we've been inseparable ever since. Yes. This is my grad school buddy. Yes. We go through all of our grad school drama as well as outside drama together. Right. Because at first it was just like we were just talking about grad school stuff. And now I'm currently sitting in her closet exposing all of my secrets. Many on and off air. Many on and off air. Okay. So, yeah, no, and you know what, too? Like, the qualities that we described as we've gotten to learn about each other, we see reciprocity. Yes. We see vulnerability. Um, because nothing will break you down like grad school. <laughs> For real. And it it has meant the world to me to have somebody that I can not only count on for, like, academic reasons, but someone who is also here for social and emotional support. Yeah. Thank you, Duff. You're welcome, Bree. I was mm-hmm. literally telling my brother, because he's in school too, a different kind of school. Mm-hmm. But um, I was just telling him he needs to find someone in his program that he that is like, he's yin and yang with. You know, someone he can literally look at and be like, that person is much like myself mm-hmm. with a certain number of qualities. Right. Because it makes it easier for you to not give up. It makes, you e- it, makes it easier for you to continue to be motivated. Right. And even if you're not motivated, it's like, this fucking person is dragging me along here. Right, yes. right. Like, on those days when you cannot do it, you know that that one person will probably pop up on your um, doorstep because they know the passcode to your apartment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> knock, so... knock, knock. What the fuck are you doing in there? Get up! <laughs> My God. Get out of bed. So, yeah, no, I think that that's really important to, like, um, just having someone who is also just really supportive and will tell you when you're wrong and will also cheer you on when you're right. Yeah. That's important. So what separates a friend from an acquaintance? Because outside like best friend and friend, I think like you have your best friends and you have your close friends. Like you have your crew. Yeah. Your girls who meet all those qualities and one or four may stand out amongst those who are just like, they they will be the ones that will probably carry your casket out at your funeral. Oh, like, <laughs> like those girls or whatever. So, you know, like, um, what separates a friend from an acquaintance? And how do you make those distinctions as you're getting to know people? Huh. So, I always get confused between acquaintance and associate. I, I, think, I think of them, like, as synonymous. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Because I might need a little, I'm a little parched. <laughs> um, 
let's see. I think part of it, like when you spoke about vulnerab- the vulnerability piece, mm-hmm. that was very important. Yeah. Um, but I think that with friendships, you especially when they're you don't you aren't birthed into them. Mm-hmm. There's like a period in which you have to grow into those friendships. So there's gonna be something that happens, um, whether it be small or big, and you basically have to determine whether you can uh move forward with that person after said thing or is it too damn annoying for Mm -hmm. you to not move forward right like there's always going to be this particular event that happens that tests the waters of if this is going to be a friend or if this is an acquaintance yeah and it can be small or big um right i've had both Mm -hmm. like my friends from undergrad I have been through the most stuff with this girl. Like, this could definitely be my sister in terms of, like, how much I've gone through with her. And mm-hmm. um, either I've had to humble myself or she's had to humble herself to say, is this fight really worth it? And are we moving forward? Because do right. we... do Is our friendship um, more beneficial right. than this argument? Right. Oh, I have Does a it good outweigh example. the argument? Yeah, like what what is what is going to be the outcome here? Is yeah. this a worth salvaging? Yeah. And I have a real good example of that with this um young lady who shall remain nameless. Okay. Um she and I grew a kind of bond because I I dated her brother. Oh. And so um she lived that's, in That sounds sketchy to start with. What? No, I mean she and she and um I no longer speak, but her brother and I are are still cool. Like not like we talk every other day or whatever like that. He's married with a beautiful child, and like if I were to see him in the street, it's still a hug. Hey, how you doing? Like he's cool. Mm-hmm. He's cool. And um, yeah. So he and I uh, dated when I was a teenager, and at some point, uh, I think after we had broken up, I'd already kind of made some kind of connection with his sister. But after that we um kind of grew a little bit closer like she you know somebody i can text about stuff when she was in town um because she stays uh in a different state and when she was in town we would hang out we'd go out you know we kick it or whatever yeah. and have a good time and we talk about all kinds of stuff or whatever and it was just really cool and then at some point she um i think she may have either found a new church or she got deeper into church or something like that because I started to notice a difference in how like like she I'll just say like she made a post about you know this makeup artist James Charles or whatever the Mm -hmm. guy who became the first cover girl the cover boy Uh -uh. so she made a post and it was like really kind of um which I don't really care for him anymore he he annoys the fuck out of me but um she made a (laughs) post about it and, uh, you know, about guys wearing makeup and how that's against God's will and all kinds of stuff. And I was like, I don't remember anything about that in the Bible. And this yeah. is coming off really homophobic. And I, I work really hard to keep my circle, like, void of any homophobic, transphobic, sexist, misogynist, like, all the isms and ists and all that yeah. kind of stuff. I keep them from around me because that's unhealthy. And they're just, they just got a lot going on. I can't do it. And so James Charles, yes. Mm-hmm. And so um, she, uh, we went back and forth in that post, and I started to feel like, okay, this is something. And then she made a post on Facebook about Greek life 
And oh, that, that one, is where you drew the line. That <laughs> one hit home because it was like talking about... Because uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm a Delta. Um, and so... Baby. Yeah, like, and I... Um, she was, they were, the post was about like how we, you know... You, if you if you are familiar with black Greek life and you have heard about all this, that, and the third from, you know, oh, we do this, we do that, and all that kind of stuff or whatever, like, you probably heard all the spooky stuff that people have said about us and whatnot. And so um, it was a post along those lines, and I said, wait a minute, do you think this of me? We've been, you know, rocking for a long time, and I've been a Delta for some years now, and... um like so, do you think I'm a, a witch or whatever the hell? So was the it not a teachable moment? Hmm. Was it not a teachable moment? It was not a teachable moment because she was very set in her ways, and I tried to reason with her, and but I was also getting really annoyed. And I know the story is going on longer than it should, uh-huh. but anyway, the point of it is that after that, um, you know, uh, on another post, she had said something, and another uh soror of mine who's her friend who are their closer closer friends she posted or on that post she commented and said something and i told her don't even try man i already tried to reason with her about it you know like it just is nothing's coming of it and she deleted me as a friend off of facebook off that she just deleted me as a friend off of facebook i I didn't even talk to her i was talking to my soror in the comments um, and it was only one comment. And the next thing you know, I think like the next day or something like that, I just so happened to go back and check because I was like, I haven't seen anything. Mm-hmm. And I was unfriended. And I said, you know what? If that's what this friendship, you know, like, I guess that that was the, the line where it was. That was it. Mm. And so at for for a while, I was like, well, I guess you chose um, your little uh, church over me or whatever. And I guess it wouldn't mean that much. But after a while, I was like, you know what? That's her right. And if she feels that way, then that's fine. And I also don't, you know, jive with a lot of her views now. Because at yeah. first she wasn't like that. But then I started seeing some I didn't like. And so I said, that's okay. So, we just not going to vibe together. So that right there. So it wasn't necessarily <laughs> about the disagreement, but more so about the fact that you guys couldn't even come to like seeing eye to eye about something right. that you may have disagreed upon. Right. And she really wasn't even able to be in a place where she could kind of take ownership for some of her beliefs that were negative. Right. And I mean, she didn't even, even see them when as her negative. Friend is right. A- yeah, I guess, and I guess she didn't see them as negative. She may have just been viewing them a certain way. And I, this this whole story was going back to our original point of there's going to be events that happen that test your friendships. Yes. And um, you're going to tell who's really your friend and what, you know, what kind of relationship y'all have in those moments. But um, enough about the serious stuff. I mean, I, have, we, I mean, I have an example, maybe. Talk about fun stuff. Tell me your story is funny, please. I was heavy. <laughs> I have an example. Mm-hmm. This one is not, maybe not as fun, but I have a question. How about this? Mm-hmm. Would you and a friend ever fight over guys? Fuck no. First and foremost, we don't share dicks. We only oh. hang around people who like have their own dicks <laughs> or well, have, have their well, own dicks at their disposal <laughs> i don't know that that seems like that is appropriate and yeah. that's really nice however we live in a very small city we do and somehow some way mm-hmm. that dick might come right on around so the, and we can can we tie this into the because we never answered the question of what separates a friend from an acquaintance we only talked about what break like 
tests of friendship, but okay. can we tie yeah, that sure. into that too? Um, friend from an acquaintance. With your question. Yes. I think um, you would fight an acquaintance over, over a dude. I wouldn't. I don't believe in fighting women over men. Oh, yeah. Okay, well. Or if I were, you know, I just don't believe in fighting over men, period. Yeah. No, I fuck with that. Because, all right, let me clarify. I don't fight over no nigga, especially one that's not mine. Exactly. So. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so so that's, that's where I, I'm getting to. So. When, when the man's not, not yours. Right. But in a separate situation, for other women, it might, like, if you have no loyalty or, like, some kind of connection to the woman that is also vying for the attention of a particular dude, I would yeah. imagine that you wouldn't have any problem you know somebody catching the issue behind this dude because y'all don't ha- y'all don't have nothing there like yeah. it's just y'all just cool with each other and see each other when y'all go to the bars and things like that and a, yeah. you know phone call away for a birthday party but otherwise yeah you know um so friendship friends and acquaintances mm-hmm. um so I talked about vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the major things is if you have a, a an issue with a friend, I think that you should be able to discuss it with them. Right. Um, and even if that issue is like small, if you don't plan on discussing that issue with that person, mm-hmm. not to then go and discuss it other places. Because... I feel like that's that defines the friendship. That really sh- structures the friendship. How you how you guys are able to work through things. Right. Because with acquaintances, I mean, you might see them again, you might not. So who right. cares? Exactly. Like there's nothing there really and truly. And I think also with acquaintances, it's like can be super one sided too. Mm-hmm. So like. For an acquaintance, it could be somebody that you're the only person that reaches out and you know that they're cool and all that kind of stuff. But otherwise, they don't reach out to you for anything. Yeah. And stuff. So you know that they're down to call for, hey, we going out this weekend. You want to come? Or, hey, you this, that, and the third. Um, Sure. And I'm not speaking about any of this from my own personal life or whatever. I'm trying to keep most of that out of this conversation because I don't want any of my friends acquaintances or anybody listening to this to think that i'm talking about them specifically i just gave that one story but for the most part I this is asked the question for my life i mean i'm trying like i'm speaking from my own experience but i'm not talking specifically about someone if that makes sense yeah so but yeah like you know that that's it could be super one-sided it could be you know that person has their own set of friend friends and so what they got to you know talk to you about most of the time they talking to their friends but they know you good for a drink or whatever and that's cool and that's totally fine too like that's not fake that's not phony it's just that's where y'all's relationship is and everybody needs a handful or a good you know couple of acquaintances that they can you know kick it with yeah when need be so um you mentioned something in our intro um don't meow now (laughs) um friends with benefits oh oh okay Uh. um so can a friend that you have shared benefits with um are you really friends well i'll say this i'll start with this Uh a lot of people don't even think that women and men can be platonic friends and i have one two three four at least like four or five 
guy friends, many of whom have girlfriends who are platonic as fuck. And I can talk to them about anything and it is just that. So like I admire that. Like, I mean, like I don't just I don't don't get I do not get it. I cannot wrap my head around it why people think that that can't be a thing. I definitely believe it can be a thing. I only have one platonic friend. Um, yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in fact, all, I think, yeah, all of them I've known all for some time. All of them trying shit. Oh, yeah. See, mm-hmm. and none, none of those guy friends that I've mentioned, no one has ever tried any, like, sideways shit with me. Um, in fact, most of the time that I've known, uh, at least, like, one or two of them, I was in a relationship. So, it was never anything like that, you know? Yeah. And I, we have the most like solid mutual trust and respect for each other Mm -hmm. and so i think that when we talk about like can people be friends and have benefits yeah i totally think you can i totally think you can interesting like because if you can do it you know platonic or whatever you can keep that same mindset if y'all fucking each other and just that's it like why not why does it have to be more than it is i i felt the same way I felt like because sometimes like you might have a friend and it might be platonic at first and then it crosses boundaries mm-hmm. and then you maybe want to go back to friendship. Mm-hmm. Now, from what I understand is it can never be the same. Okay. Well, all right. So, uh, well, he's not my friend. He's just somebody I know. See, that's a difference. Like yeah. think about one of your platonic friends. Right. If you crossed over into... Friends with benefits territory. Which would never happen. I respect everyone in their relationships. Everyone is respected in their relationships. I love you guys. If any of y'all listening right now, y'all are the dopest and I love your girlfriends too. Yelling emojis. But this is all hypothetical. So, uh, Hypothetically. Yeah. (laughs) Can you go back to just being, can you go back to being the same way that you were? Or is it totally changed? Gosh. Can you go back to talking about the guys with them? Um... See, it's so hard to even think about it because I've never thought about it with any of my guy friends. Is it weird? It's weird because I see them as like, I see them like my girls. Those, like my guys yeah. and my girls. Like, it's so, it's just like, I would never cross a line with them. But I guess for the sake of hypothetical situations, I feel like if I were friends with somebody, let's keep all of my actual friends out of this. But if I were friends with, um, somebody and I had a similar relationship to the way like I have with my guy friends yeah. and we did something I think yes it would change the dynamic if if it's somebody that I look at like I look at the men that I call friends mm-hmm. it would be real weird so cuz we talk about like they we talk about yeah like everything so you know so this is the this is the perspective that I got from a male Mm-hmm. This guy was telling me, you know, if you begin to have benefits with your male friend, it will never be the same because that male will always be trying to get back with you. So any advice, like if you go to him for for advice, say mm-hmm. if you go to him for advice about another guy or relationships mm-hmm. or how you're feeling romantically, what you want in life, these sorts of things... He'll always have himself in mind. And Mm -hmm. so it'll never, his perspective or his advice will never come from an objective, genuine place. Okay. And that makes sense because I'm thinking about it, I guess, from my perspective. But yeah, from the guy's perspective, particularly if he may have been interested in you 
for yeah. something more yeah. and y'all cross that line yeah. then yeah I can see if you went out on a date with somebody and you needed advice he'd probably try and sabotage hell yeah so um yeah no I I would for the whole friends with benefits thing is so funny because I mean I think I think it's a misconception that people that every time a woman and a man you know smash or whatever like that then all these feelings will be involved there, it, it's like it's this funny ass yeah. there's this funny and that's ass just picture. not always true it, oh my gosh what does it say it said uh it was like a facebook status and it was like man men always talking about if we fuck we gonna catch feelings first of all i'm a hoe <laughs> and I, I think it's saved in my phone and oh it makes me laugh oh every single first time of all, first of I'm all feelings bitch where you know <laughs> like so i mean i don't think that that's always the case but i do think that there are those special instances in which you just do not cross those lines with friends that shit is like uh i feel like there needs to be another category besides friendship and like romantic relationships it's called situationships have you heard of it? Is that what that means? Mm-hmm. Is that a situationship? Yeah, it's like y'all not boyfriend and girlfriend, but y'all doing stuff like boyfriends and girlfriends, but not even as much as boyfriends and girlfriends do it. Y'all just... And not don't have the same kind of feelings? No, I feel like with situationships, the feelings can be there. It, it can be and it can't can be. be. Hmm. Yeah, like it, it just depends, yes. you know, because some people are like, well, that's not my man or whatever like that, but we going out to Ruth's Chris... Oh, well, he probably not going to Roots Chris on a situationship. That's a date. But if you, sh- you probably going. Sh- um, I want to go to Roots Chris, whether it's a situationship or a relationship or a friendship. Mm, yes, expensive bitch. Thanks. <laughs> yes. But nah. I mean, you might be going to Olive Garden on Fridays or whatever Ew. like that and getting your. And I know. I feel like they fucking froze that food yeah olive garden is, is ugh. no offense to my friends when like the last time that we've even been look we we're getting sidetracked we go to zia's um, <laughs> okay but but you know what i mean like y'all can go out and eat or whatever like that and you know you probably top him off in the car when he drops you off at home or whatever like that and then you go about your week until thursday when y'all go to the movies and yeah. do homework together and then but y'all not y'all not y'all y'all like y'all like friends but more but less yeah. than more but less all right but the best so that's a category i just wanted to clear that up yeah okay so so there's not really a friends with benefits for real for real no i think there's friends with benefits because i think if you have a situation where you're genuinely cool with that person and y'all like if you can get up from that bed and go about your business and have mm-hmm. your week and not even think about that dude in any other way than Oh, that's so and so. I'm gonna hit his line, uh, and we can go get some tacos or whatever like that. He can talk about his girl problems. I can talk about my guy problems, and then um, he can eat me out, and then oh, like you okay. know, <laughs> and that's it. So it's literally all about being sure that both people have the same feeling. Yes. Thank you. And it's kind of yeah. the same thing when we talked about like what's a friend, what's a fr- like those same qualities yeah you have to consider that too because also like with a friends with benefits situation it's not just simply fucking each other and going about your business that's not friends with benefits that's just uh y'all just fucking like that's it it. (laughs) that is it there is nothing else there but um i mean all i could say today especially like in uh wherever there's sexual tension 
just be clear about what it is that you want and Mm -hmm. uh, no one will be confused. Right. And this is for friendships with benefits. This is for real friends. This is for acquaintances. If there's any confusion about where either of you stand or what's going on, talk to them. And I know we've been very heteronormative about these conversations and whatnot. So this uh, this definitely applies to just anybody. Any old body. Right. So like if you are into your girlfriend, like, and I mean like your girl who's a friend or whatever like Mm -hmm. that. And, um, you know, you might have a little bit more than... Um, just you, you want a little bit more than that and whatnot. I mean, talk to your girl, talk to her. You never know, mm-hmm. you never know. And so, y'all might go from you know, like girlfriends and everything to like girlfriends, you know. Just I think that that's something too, just whatever the case may be. If you are in a re- any kind of relationship, platonic, you know, platonic relationship with somebody and you feel like something else might be there, I mean, sometimes it might be worth exploring. Um, before things get kind of weird. Mm-hmm. So at least having a conversation about it so you know if you need to either part ways or figure something out, you know? Yeah. Because things can get real funky real fast. The only thing I only want to know about still in terms of friendships is, is it okay to ghost your friends? Um, no. Whoa, Flaky shit annoys the fuck out of me. I hate flaky shit. And I even have to check myself when I when I start to get a little flaky or whatever. Because I know how badly it annoys me. So, like, ghosting... I probably annoy the fuck out of you at times. Man, you never flake on me. Have you flaked on me? If you did, no, I don't I'm remember. I'm just always like, <laughs> oh, I don't want to be seen or heard. Girl, that's me. Maybe oh. we flake on each other. <laughs> like, We'd be like, so we're doing this today or we're doing this next week? Um... <laughs> next week and next week comes and it's like uh and then, so what no, happens that's why we're like fucking now right now, girl but um i mean ghosting people i think is really just inconsiderate and immature at mm-hmm. this point everybody has a cell phone and everybody nobody can tell me unless you're one of those people who has the best self-control ever where you don't touch your phone for a solid five to six hours in the day like one of my line sisters she has a valid excuse because she can't even have her phone in her job yeah she has to tap her apple watch and send you emojis to let you know that she's still here with us like you know that's that's a valid reason but if you're somebody who has your cell phone on your person all the time you have absolutely no excuse not to pick up your phone and take those five seconds it does you know it takes to send out a text you can even talk text it you ain't yeah. even got to work your thumbs. You know, my friend often tells me this. I don't necessarily ghost people, but I take time to respond sometimes. Duff. I do, <laughs> I do it. I do it because it's just like, but normally it's like in, in times when like I'm really overwhelmed mm-hmm. and it's just like, I can't hear any fucking thing else. Well, that's different. I mean, if you got a lot going on and your friends are texting you and they just want to know where your whereabouts are or something like that, like, or it's just taking you a little while to get there. Okay, that's cool. But if you're that person that watches a text come up across your screen and you're just like, oh, or, or even better, if you're that person who Dude, watches the phone ring to the fucking bed. And I mean, I've been guilty of this, but it's been like people I really don't want to talk to. But if yeah. you've been um guilty of watching the phone ring. I do that shit when I'm in bed about to take my damn nap. Oh, that 
you about That's to go different. to sleep. Mm-hmm. But like, and I'll say this, the only way that it's okay is like, if it's somebody you're not really too interested in talking to, if maybe you're trying to drop a hint or something like that, mm-hmm. then sure, you know, the, the being delayed on text messages is fine. Um, but ghosting people, like say if y'all set up plans and that person shows up to the place and there's just oh, no response up. and you, they just, what happened to you, where you, all that. Yeah. Wrong on every level. Don't yeah. come up with any excuse. We don't, unless something happened to you that prevented you from giving that person a call and you could, and you didn't return a call in the morning or like, or at least you called in the morning to tell them what's going on. Nah. Ghosting a friend is a no go. <clears throat> The reason why, like, ghosting at that level is a no-go, not showing up to where you're supposed to be, mm-hmm. um, not responding and ever getting back. Yeah. That's a big key. That's not very friendly. Getting back. Um, in a relationship, you begin to build attachments to other people and bonds with other people by patterns. Mm-hmm. Like, it's patterns in their behavior and expectancies that you have of them from their patterns mm-hmm. that you're able to say this relationship is stable. So, right. whenever, like, someone basically disrupts that, mm-hmm. it disrupts your, like, trust of the relationship and the stability of the relationship. Right. Them. Again, going back to those qualities, what do you look for in a friend? And if this is somebody that's up in the air all the time and you don't know if they're going to go left or right, that's not very reassuring as far as a friend goes you know like you know that that can suck so i think that um yeah we talked about a lot we talked about best friends good friends um oh yeah former friends Mm -hmm. um i mean also just maybe our last note on friendship and whatnot sure repairing friendships and we'll be really quick on this one yeah it's hard but it's easy it's It's hard but it's easy. easy Is it easy? It's easy, again, if you go back to those, um, that list of, you know, like, reciprocity and, like, the quality of being able to be vulnerable. Like, you have to be... have something to teach. Huh? I have something to teach today. Oh, goodness. You have to be what? Huh? Finish what you were saying. Oh, okay. But you have to be vulnerable and pride-less or tempt down your pride in order to say, I'm sorry. To somebody. Yeah. You have to be humble. Or as some people will say, humble. I, I hate that. But um, you have to be humble to to be able to apologize. And so I think with repairing friendships and whatnot, like when me and my best friend got into like the one fight that I think that we've ever gotten into, whatever like that, it took some humility on my part as well as on hers to, you know, get over that. And it was the stupidest fight ever. So no, I think it's I think it's can it can be done, but it takes both parties to do the work. Yeah, definitely. This reminds me of something that I'm kind of learning right now. I don't know much about it, but um I'm learning it in practicum with my current supervisor who is a Psy D M D and he has some other acronyms, whatever. Um, he was teaching me imag an imago therapy technique mm-hmm. um imago therapy is used for marriage and couples you know so for relationships in general mm-hmm. um and it's one of the basic dialogues and in the basic dialogue you just have to basically one person is the sender mm-hmm. and one person is the receiver mm-hmm. and the sender can basically state their feelings in small chunks mm-hmm. and the receiver has to mimic exactly what the person says 
and then after the person has after the sender has said enough about mm-hmm. how they feel about a situation, mm-hmm. then the receiver has to basically sum that up and then say, validate that person. Mm-hmm. Basically saying, by my actions, mm-hmm. like taking um, responsibility for the things that you have actually done mm-hmm. and saying, by my actions, I can see how this made you feel X. Right. That's kind of like the um, communication cheat sheet that I use with my couple that I was doing counseling with in my master's program, where it's like you stop, you listen to what the person is saying, mm-hmm. you repeat back what you heard that person say so they know that you're listening, and yes. so also to make sure that you understand yes. what they're saying, yep. and then Clarify. it's your turn to speak. Yep. And then at the end of all of that, it doesn't have to be super robotic, but you do have to you know use those different kind of like moments of pause, listen, repeat, you know. Mm-hmm. And then listening. Active listening. And at the end of that, you decide, okay, so what are we going to do now? Because if there is no solution to this, then we can just, we're done with this. Yeah. And yeah. So why don't we wrap up on that note? Hey. And we're going to take a break um, and quench our thirsts um, because everybody is a little bit parched in here. And we'll be right back. Bye. So now we're going to talk about the big solving. Oh god. <laughs> we're going to talk about Kanye. Um Kanye, uh whatever his last name is. I'm not familiar with this young man. I hear that he's been causing a ruckus on the interwebs as of late. Um and he's also some sort of musician. Um don't know him. Oh my gosh. Um so Kanye recently went and spoke to President Trump yet again. Ew, we have to find another name for him because he's not my president. Okay, uh, what, what were we calling him? A dick. No, oh, dicks that are is not too kind sometimes. I wouldn't even put. I wouldn't even label him a dick. <laughs> oh my gosh! But there's like, uh, uh, did you did did you get a chance to like listen to the video or read what was said? I'm gonna be completely honest and say that after um. Kanye's last uh manic episode, mm-hmm. I decided that I was going to distance myself from him entirely because at first I had some level of empathy for him given that I am a mental health professional um in training or a mental health professional. I don't know how to how do we even refer to ourselves cuz we do practice but under as students. Yeah, buttoning, but, a buttoning a but a words words but yeah my god as someone who studies psychology as someone who understands what bipolar disorder is and um you know knowing those ins and outs i had some level of empathy for him because i understood that going through a manic episode can be very draining can be just challenging for everyone around you you can do a lot of things that you would not normally do if you were not manic you know, like, I, I will get it. I gladly inform you that on this episode, he reported that he went and got a second opinion from a neurologist, uh-huh. and he's not bipolar. Interesting. What did um, the neurologist say? He has a severe sleep de- deprivation that um, has been causing, that may cause dementia in the future. Okay. The I- end. 
that's it that's it as though you can't be wired and up for two to three days straight with like in a manic episode no (laughs) no i'm sorry i'm so sorry that he is sleep deprived so sleep deprivation sure sleep deprivation can make you look a little hypomanic yeah it can make you look like you can look a little kind of off if you've been up for a couple of days and you're just kind of looking a little out there. But that that's not a good enough explanation for me. And I stand by my um, professional and training opinion that he definitely is exhibiting signs of bipolar disorder. So, but anyway, the neither, that's neither here nor there at this point. Well, it's not neither here nor there, but... The whole thing that's made me just kind of over him in general is mm-hmm. that you can your mental illness and Ariana's ex fiance Ariana Grande's ex fiance they just recently broke up I saw on the Facebooks mm-hmm. but he has bipolar disorder as well mm-hmm. and he said um, in so many words that um, your you know what you're doing right now you can't blame that on your mental illness that's not an excuse mm-hmm. which i totally agree because you don't just go into you know like some kind of episode and whatnot and all of a sudden you're like you're a super trump supporter and then you're not a trump supporter and then you are like that is that's a fundamental belief that he has that his lack of um presence as a you know living in amongst the rest of the black folks and whatnot in these lower you know rungs of society and whatnot he doesn't he doesn't remember he's he's been too privileged for too long to even relate not that you can't but he's just he's checked out i'm just kind of like does he know that he can be seen like are some of the things that he means to say like does he mean to say it to the public I think so, because, like, for example, when he made that misstep about the 13th Amendment, mm-hmm. where he's like, we need to abolish the 13th Amendment, of course, I think he... He, he retracted mi- that. He misspoke. He was talking about we need to amend the, the 13th Amendment, Amendment mm-hmm. and whatnot. But um, he that's the message that he's trying to get out to people. Like, he thinks he's saying something profound and relevant. And, of course, those among us who are super impressionable and think that anything that is contrary to the um, majority or what most people think and stuff like that, that anybody who's the fucking contrarian at this point is, is saying something prolific. And so they want to be like, man, Kanye is just a free thinker. He's like, just... I'm like, you know what? Kanye doesn't sure. read fucking books. That's what's, what's happening I'm right like, now. sure, free thinker sure yeah very free yeah sure yeah like at this at the same time it's like just how you were saying that message was like just like he misspoke it was totally unclear the point he was trying to get across didn't make it across Mm -hmm. this whole entire interview or whatever it was this meeting was just like that it's like a, a mess of a bunch of issues and neither trump nor kanye um, nor the other parties involved really were able to make like clear, coherent, cohesive statements about anything. Because that blob of a human being, that sentient sack of shit, is like an idiot. And Kanye, in all of his ignorance, refuses, it seems, to listen to anyone with reason. 
Like, of course, it's going to be an incoherent mess because you have a whole bunch of narcissists in a room who are just, they're circle jerking each other at this that's point. That's <laughs> that, and you know what? That's funny because that's exactly, I was looking on my um my Instagram and I follow this gentleman. Um, He's pretty coherent in how he speaks, so mm-hmm. I can definitely articulate some of the things he was saying. He mm-hmm. was saying, he thinks that Kanye West is continuing this relationship with Trump and is attempting to like use this platform to develop a relationship with Trump so that he can have some type of um political power or ability to have Trump wield some of his political power mm-hmm. to um I guess advance Kanye's agenda, whatever it may be in Chicago, mm-hmm. to actually give back to community. See, but here's the problem with that, because I think that a lot of people are missing a really big factor here. Trump does not like black people. He's he's racist. (laughs) He is a a flaming racist. And there is only so much that a person who's trying to pretend not Mm -hmm. to be racist will do in order to fly under the radar. Like, until it just, you know, jumps on out their mouth. Right, exactly. Like, I'm just thinking, like, okay, so this, and this is why a lot of people are under this misconception, you know, are under the uh, belief that racism doesn't exist. Like, a lot of people are really, really confused because they don't see blatant racism in the way that we've been, you know, taught, like, taught about it from the... 60s 50s and and so on and so forth and whatnot they don't see people getting hosed in the streets anymore they haven't paid attention to the metamorphosis that is you know racism today you know how it's adapted to its environment and it knows people know they can't be the racist that they you know their grandpappies once could be and so the racism manifests itself in other ways but they're also going to try and put up enough of a front so that it's not so obvious that they don't like you. So, yeah. okay, sure. Kim brought her goofy ass to the White House to have that woman. I forgot her name. God bless her. If you could look up her name for me, that'd be great. Oh, but that woman who got unfairly sentenced and um, was going to spend the rest of her life in jail, who was recently freed. And yeah. so everyone's giving Trump a pat. Alice Johnson. Alice Johnson. And he's getting a, a pat on the back. And Kim's getting a pat on the back. Like, yay, prison reform. Because that one person. And then it's... It you wasn't know, it's just a, that one person, though. There were others. Kim. Kim kind of like basically went to the white house to lobby for this person but there's been a couple of others under his administration mm-hmm. i know that like one other person but who else how many um i think there's been six okay so <laughs> one of them being alice miss alice johnson and i mean that's not to say that that's not a good thing i don't want to that that's a wonderful thing that those people who have been let out of jail however yeah that is not prison reform that is two celebrities getting together to make their profile look better. Hmm. That is performative bullshit. These are people who are, these are six amongst the thousands yeah. of black people sitting in jail right now, m- many of them for weed charges while white women are out here making BuzzFeed videos about smoking and babysitting and all kinds of, and people are making millions of dollars off of the marijuana industry. 
and people are sitting in jail right now. We got these two performative bastards sitting up there, you know, giving each other a pat on the back because they freed one, two, three people and and and, and are slapping prison yeah. reform on it as though there haven't been people fighting for this for decades. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm getting really passionate about this because it makes me so angry. And so here, <laughs> here's my question. Is there any person in that triad, Kim Kardashian... Kanye West or Trump who really has the wherewithal to really think about all the systems that have to be impacted in order to like really enhance social justice like to advance that kind of cause no because Trump is stupid and racist Kanye is stupid and refuses to read and Kim, I can't even speak to Kim. Kim is can be vapid as fuck sometimes. But I think that of the three, she's probably the brightest. And that's not saying Ooh. much. And and I mean that in the sense that as, as far as knowing who to reach out to and what to do, she probably has a really good heart and wants to do right. But this ain't Helene. Instead of elevating her voice and her profile and in this face of, you know, social justice, Go and find the people who've been working at the grassroots level for years and years and elevate their voices, fund their um, ventures, give them the support they need to do the, the legitimate work that needs to get done in order to see a systemic change, not just freeing people here and there and whatnot. The, the one person, this person in this cell got to go home, but this person going through the same exact thing is still mm-hmm. sitting in jail right now. And which is why Kim Alice don't Johnson, know nothing about him. Which is why Alice Johnson is actually just getting out. Yeah, like it's just it's crazy. Like she because when President Obama did, um, you know, release a number of people, right. she just was just so happened to be one of the people who didn't. It just yeah. wasn't her number. And and I think that too. I mean, good on uh, President Obama for for starting that initiative. But there was so much more that could he, that he could have did. And I'm disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um. With him, too, with just, like, I, th- I think there was so much more. But, again, I would take him. I love him in comparison to how much I despise this Trump administration. So, no Kanye and that goofy-ass meeting that he had. I'm not even going to allow them so to you, stress me So, you are not anymore. feeling the idea that Kanye may have been going to the White House so that he can um, create a positive impact for his people in Chicago. I'm tired of celebrities stepping on the shoulders of people who are actually doing the work and elevating their voices over those people instead of actually trying to do something and make a difference. Shout out to people like John Legend but- who is using their like their celebrity to put their like putting their weight behind the people who are actually doing the work rather than just trying to become like the face of something and not actually doing anything. Well, I tell you what. If you want to see what everybody thinks, just uh, go to Instagram and or Twitter and just type in hashtag Kunye. <laughs> um, a lot of interesting shit comes up. Saturday Night Live did their whole spoof on the whole situation. Um, people have been likening him to Samuel L. Jackson sitting next to uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes, Leonardo DiCaprio. All kinds of shit. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about from uh, Django. Django. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Ma'am. Nah, see, that, and that's the thing that, that really annoys me. Uncle too. Ruckus. Like, 
tokenism oh father god if there were just some black people in positions of power who would realize that they are being used as a pawn in a very white supremacist agenda oh we'd be we 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 could really get some things going if people would just realize that they are being used if if kanye would just take pause and think you know what I don't want to be Trump's famous black friend. I don't want to be the puppet that he, you know, kind of just tosses out there to be the smiling face of uh, black America or whatever like that. And then once I'm done, he there's no more use for me. But no, he's too wrapped up in his own bullshit to even see that. So no, he's not going to stress me out. There's too many beautiful, wonderful people out here who are doing positive things that I can give my energy to versus sitting here being angry about Kanye West when I enjoyed that man's music so much. That's why it hurts so bad because I can't even enjoy the music. I don't even listen to it anymore. Damn. Like, I mean, I wanted to listen to Tiana Taylor. I was so excited about Tiana Taylor's new project, but nope. I wanted to listen to Kid Cudi's new project, but nope. You know, I really wanted to play devil's advocate today and really fight for Kanye, but I'm having a hard time doing that. I just can't. No lie. Sometimes you like, can't even do it. And then after that fucking song that he just came out with, like, I can't even, can't even give him the benefit of the doubt. Some, like, I mean, like, damn. even, even T.I. and 50 Cent, and I can't stand 50 Cent. Or whatever like that. But, like, even they've come out and been like, you know what, bruh? Nah. This shit? Nah. Oh, you talking about you, that, you, uh, yeah, whole song or whatever? Yes. A little, I forgot what the the, the little, you know, little, they got a little pump, little peep, little piss. I don't know who they are. Little piss. Like, <laughs> all them. But, um, yeah, no, I saw that in the little square, little jumpsuit or whatever they were wearing. I, but, I mean, um, I can't even, I can't even have the man back. Right. Like, it's trying. so hard. And I understand that there are people who legitimately, you know, are trying to give him space to fuck up and grow. But we're not obligated to do that. I don't have to extend myself to make sense of your bullshit because you refuse to see reason. I don't have Bro. to do that. I don't owe that to you because you definitely are not fighting on my behalf. You're in a position where you could probably do something effective, but you're not. You're not. You don't really care about these people down here. And whatever you're trying to do in Chicago, whatever like that, I'm sure true Chicagoan people will see right through that shit and shut it down. So, so whatever is going on. And I mean, I, I, I just, I wish him the best because as a, a from black person to black person, I do not want to see any of us, you know, like speeding towards our demise. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see that. That brings me no joy. But I can't, I can't, I can't do this right now with him. And on that note, we got to go to class, y'all. Ha! Yep, we got to go sit in this class. And I ain't gonna lie to you, y'all. I'm, I might sleep with my eyes open. <laughs> I cannot. Do not be hypnotized. No. All right, y'all. Well, we're, we're going to learn. We're going to learn. We're going to go and become good uh, future psychologists. So, y'all, be blessed, not stressed. Drink your water. Moisturize your face. Wash your pillowcases. Wash your ass. And, um, I can't with you today. I'm just, I'm on one today. You didn't brought it out me. I see you. <laughs> triggered. I am triggered. triggered I am we? sexually frustrated. Oh. <laughs> and I 
Goodbye. Look, see, I didn't even mean to say that. This Bruh. is this then that's on, on that note. We Josen. We Josen. <laughs> Later, y'all.